right, Paige, we are live. Uh, hey, everybody, I uh, just want to welcome you to this week's broadcast. Uh, I'm here joined by Paige Ward. Paige, and I go back uh, to Ragnar days, probably five-ish years, um, and she is a marketer at SoFi, but in that time, she's done a lot of lifecycle marketing, a lot of uh, marketing technology. She knows uh, lifecycle campaigns, email, uh, you know, the technology platforms that you need to, to run those. And uh, she's a great person too. Uh, busiest person I, I know. I don't know how she handles everything on her plate. Uh, incredible mom and a full-time employee and PTA volunteer. So uh, Paige, maybe you could clue that in for the rest of us, how you do that. But <laughs> before we get started, just how are things? How have you been? Really good. Yeah. I mean, like you said, really busy trying to juggle everything, but, you know, thankfully I've got a really supportive um, system and, you know, my SoFi is really awesome. They're really flexible with my crazy life. So it's just, a, it's a lot, but it's, it's, I like staying busy. So. <laughs> yeah. I always knew when I worked with Paige that no matter how much she had on her plate, I could rely on her because she knew how to get everything and anything done. So anytime there was like a lot going on, I knew I could rely on Paige because you were the type that would work late at night, early in the morning, through lunch, whatever you needed to, and never let anything slip through the crack. So uh, <laughs> the busiest people are always the ones that, <laughs> that know how to get the most done, which I appreciated, you know, when I worked with you for sure. So uh, you've been working after Ragnar days for quite a while now. Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about SoFi and, uh, you know, for people that aren't as familiar with their business, you know, what's, what's your role and, and uh, what the business does. Yeah. So SoFi, it's like a little bit of a different financial company where, I mean, their main purpose and mission is to help members get their money right. Um, it's kind of a one-stop shop where you can kind of do anything that you can think of financially in one app, which is really convenient. So from banking to investing to getting um, personal loans, student loans, home loans, anything finance that you can think of, you can pretty much do in the SoFi app, which is really, really cool. Yeah. And you're getting really good fintech experience. So for, <laughs> it's funny because when I started at SoFi, I truthfully, I had no idea what it was. Like, I was like, oh yeah, SoFi, like I've seen it on LinkedIn every once in a while. And like, I remember in my onboarding orientation, like they were like, yeah, SoFi Stadium, they're going to have the Super Bowl. They're going to have like WWE WrestleMania. And I'm like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> like, I did not realize this is such a like robust company. <laughs> Well, I, I will say my first introduction to them probably was the, the stadium name. So, <laughs> which is really cool. Like it's, I mean, it's kind of fun to see all the, I mean, it's, it's a different kind of marketing that I've never experienced before, you know, to have like, I mean, I, I don't want to say free marketing because it's, you know, there's costs that go into the stadium, but um, just to have like such a public platform for marketing is really incredible. The real question is, do you ever get to go to SoFi Stadium and watch a game? Not yet. I, <laughs> I, I know that we're, we all keep trying to do some sort of offsite there, but not Seems not like yet. a perfect spot for a team build. Yeah, me. right? <laughs> uh, okay, so all joking aside, tell me about your role, how it's evolved. I know like, uh, you know, you started on one side of the business, you kind of bounced around a little bit. Tell us what you're doing at SoFi. 
Yeah, so I am a life cycle operations specialist. Um, I primarily work on the bank product at SoFi. Um, so a lot of communications about banking, um, you know, APYs are constantly increasing with the Fed. So there's a lot of, um, you know, talk about that. Um, when I started at SoFi, I was actually hired for the banking side. Um, and then I kind of, they needed some help on the lending side of the business. So I spent about a quarter working on the lending side of the business before I went back to the banking side. Um, and before it was bank, it was actually called SoFi Money. So it's been, SoFi Bank is actually coming up on its first year here pretty soon. You still there, Paige? I think I might have lost you. You still there? Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Oh, that. you're good. I don't know either. <laughs> Beauties of Zoom. <laughs> well, and also we had a massive snowstorm, so my internet is, you know, questionable right now. <laughs> right. You're on the west side of the valley. So how many inches at your house? Uh, we got two feet. Ooh. Yeah. That hurts my back just thinking about. <laughs> Yeah, thankfully we have an amazing neighbor who came and like plowed us out of the driveway, <laughs> like with his snowblower. <laughs> so, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah, I have one of those neighbors at a previous uh, area I lived where he would plow our driveway every time it snowed, and it's it's so nice to come home to that. So you, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were saying you uh, you shifted for part of the time to the other side of the business because they yeah they needed um, help. But. Yeah, so I, I shifted from banking to lending for about a quarter, um, and then I came back to the banking side of the business, and that's kind of where I've been for the last, I mean, I'm coming up on two years at SoFi now, so it, it's, it's been a while now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good stretch. Um, tell me about, like, the types of campaigns you run. I mean, no, nothing, you know, like, that you, you uh, can't share because you don't want to give your competitors, but, like, what types <laughs> of things, you know... Uh, do you guys run that you've seen success with that, uh, you know, I know, I know you've learned a lot since we last worked together. What are some things that, uh, you know, align with that? Yeah, I think something that's interesting with SoFi is because they're, because we are kind of a one-stop shop, there's different financial products. So there's a lot of, you know, cross-buy opportunities with, um, you know, people, somebody who gets a personal loan, but doesn't necessarily have a bank account with SoFi. So kind of targeting those people, you know, mm -hmm. you can make it, it, we can make your life easier by, you know, just have your payment, your, your loan payments come out of your banking account from SoFi. Um, and so it's all in one place. So a lot of cross by stuff like that. Um, one, a big initiative is direct deposit. You know, if we can get members to get, to get direct deposit set up, then, I mean, that's a, one of the big um, campaigns that has been running. I mean, this is like cross-functionally, not just with Lifecycle, but it's yeah. like a breakup with bad banking. So, you know, break up trying to get somebody to break up with their old bank that they've been banking with for you know 20 plus years is it's a hard like it's it's not just like a quick like oh yeah let me just like move all my money to one place so it's you know definitely some interesting campaigns trying to get people to um just kind of bring all of their finances into one spot totally yeah i think probably that's status quo for most marketers you know like is moving like most of your opportunity is those people that you're trying to move off of status quo, not necessarily stealing from a competitor per se, but like I've always done it this certain way, especially for a you know a tech company. Why should why should they move on? And as you were saying that, I was like, I still have my uh, checking account I set up when I was in college. So yeah, like, I mean, for, and for me, it's like you know. 
it was the very first bank account that I had was when I was 13. Like, and it was just because that was who my parents were banking through. And so it, you know, it's, it's hard to get people to just switch everything. Totally. What are, what are tactics you guys use to like promote that, to hit those selling points? Obviously having the the cross sell opportunity is huge. Yeah. I think something that's really unique to SoFi and is a really big value prop is um, no account fees. Um, there's, you know, especially with, you know, any, with major banks, credit unions, you've got, you know, your, your overdraft fees, your fees for, you know, every, every investing, like every little fee you can think of. And that's one of the things that, that SoFi really is that I think set SoFi apart from a lot of other financial institutions is that there are no account fees. Yeah. Yeah. So you just promote that probably like crazy to help people understand. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and we, we try and, um, you know, we, we try and be competitive with APYs, you know, it's, it's crazy to see some, some competitors who, you know, as the feds raise their APY rates that they're not following suit. And like, that's a, that's a big turnoff for people. Like if, if they are going to bank somewhere that is only offering like 0.5 APY, like why, why would you do that when you can go somewhere else and get, you know, we're at 3.75 right now. Yeah. Yeah. As much as inflation and all of that is happening, having money right now is a great thing. because yeah. <laughs> Better interest rate options. And it warms my heart to hear you like, just talk about FinTech in a way that I can tell you just know it so well at this point. So good for you. I hey. mean, if you'd asked me these things two years ago, I don't even think I knew what APY was two years ago. So right. I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable using it. <laughs> um, shift the gears a little, a little bit. Uh, I would love, you know, it's been, okay. So was it fall of 2017 that you, I think it was that you shifted it Ragnar right over to the marketing team. And I remember at that time, like, you know, we needed to convince you a little bit because you were like, Hey, you know, I've seen a lot of turnover in the marketing world. You know, you guys rotate through jobs um, and I'm in a pretty good job. I know like this part of the business, they're going to need that. Um, but we convinced you. So we got you. We got you. And you know, obviously, uh, we knew you would do great, um, which you have. Um, but what was it like for you shifting into that different world where I know uh, marketers, we love acronyms. We love to use, you know, jargon. And, and sometimes as that new person, it can, it can feel overwhelming. What was that like for you transitioning in from one part of the business into another and and having to like pick up all of those things that you really hadn't experienced yet. Yeah, I think something that was really helpful for me with the transition is that because I was in customer service and I had been in that position for, I think I was there for about a year before I switched. Um, and I, so I really understood the business. So I think that really helped knowing the business um, and all the ins and outs of that. But like, I, it's funny because I think back now and I still remember sitting in like a conference room with you and like, you were like telling me like, yeah, I'll the CTA on this. And I'm like, what's a CTA? <laughs> and I still like, you were so patient with me and like, just like teaching me the, the jargon and whatnot. And like, now it's, you know, just a second language. Right. Um, but yeah, I just remember like, what is a CTA? And like, it was it was very intimidating I think and I think I told you that that like I remember the lunch that we went to when you guys were kind of like introducing the idea of me moving from customer service to marketing and I like marketing's intimidating to me it was always intimidating to me and I'm like I was not like I did not feel like I would succeed like I've 
felt like it would that I would fail at it but that was I remember you guys also saying that like especially in life cycle and like email marketing specifically it's just such a like niche part of marketing that not a lot of people know how to do um you can't really go to you don't really go to school for email marketing or life cycle like you go like you can go to school for marketing but not like and they'll kind of you know have a course on that like that'll be like a section for like a week but that's not like but then you know kind of throwing yourself into that as like your full-time job it's like it's I've definitely learned over the years that it is a very not everybody knows how to do it (laughs) it it is a valuable skill and I've shared this with other people in the past and probably shared it with you but I do I do remember when I transitioned into more of that marketing tech marketing automation you know life cycle stuff uh I didn't realize how much leverage I had until I left the first job (laughs) and then watching their reaction I was like wait a second I could have had a lot more leverage and got a lot more of the things I would have wanted you know, so we, we live and learn. Um, I will say when when you transitioned in, one of the things I loved was that you had that background of customer service. And so you understood the customer and, and you know, the pain points and, hey, this this decision that's been made higher up that I'm going to execute the email on, uh, that's going to ruffle some feathers. I need to go talk to customer service. Um, have you guys considered this? And, you know, this is going to be problematic. Uh, that was such a benefit to have that close tie um, to customer service. And, and also like how many times you saved me because I forgot to tell them and you would, <laughs> you would make sure they knew, right? So uh, it was it was very helpful and, and a very unique to our situation at, at Ragnar. You know, I haven't really experienced that since, but it, it did open my eyes the importance to like pull that information from the people who are, who are visiting with their customers regularly. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I think that that was something that I learned when I left Ragnar and I went to 1-800-CONTACTS. I didn't understand the business as much. And I I struggled with that. Like I, when I left Ragnar, I was kind of going into, like, I was focusing more on SMS marketing instead of email. And so, you know, at Ragnar, I had that, I had that customer service knowledge. I already knew the business. Like it was, you know, I had that foundation. So learning the marketing side, that was the only thing that I was learning. And so it made it a little bit easier. So we're at 1-800-CONTACTS. It's like, okay, I'm learning SMS and I'm learning the business. And that, it was a struggle for me. Like trying, like, and I didn't have, I mean, I had good mentors there, but it wasn't necessarily like the mentors that I needed to be able to be successful there. Um, And that was, you know, ultimately, why I did decide to leave at 1-800-CONTACTS is because I felt like I needed to be somewhere where I kind of understood the business a little bit more. And even though FinTech was like totally new to me, it was still finances, right? Like I have my own personal finances. That's something that like I was able to relate with more. And, but yeah, having that customer service background was, it was huge to, at Ragnar to be able to help me be successful in marketing. Yeah, I, it was it was great, and I think you're speaking to that shock, or not? I don't know if shock is the right word, but that that adjustment to hey, I'm I'm in a business now that I don't completely understand, in a role that I'm learning new things as well. That that can feel like a lot, um, and I know like my first three to six months at a company always feels like I'm trying to absorb, you know, especially when I was in a full time role, I'm trying to absorb as much as I can so that I'd understand the business enough to recognize marketing opportunities and so yeah it is it is a discipline that can move the needle on the business but you do have to have patience and and uh you know that was just another proof point 
Um, okay, so you learned a little bit about yourself there. What other lessons have you learned? I know you onboard new employees now, you know, at SoFi, you help them get up to speed on your uh, lifecycle marketing team. What, uh, you know, what things have you learned since leaving Ragnar that you now apply to, you know, helping people get up to speed on your team? Yeah, I think a lot of it is, I mean, and I'm in a position now where most of the people that I'm onboarding, they they already have experience, right? Like they, they know, they know HTML, they know, you know, about CRM or lifecycle marketing, they, they understand that. So a lot of it is just kind of explaining how things are different with SoFi compared to their last job. And that's something that I look back on a lot, like, okay, this is, you know, I learned, I can't, the name changed so much. What was it? Silver pop or Watson campaign? I can't, truthfully, I can't remember acoustic. what it ever was. It was acoustic at one point. Yeah. Acoustic. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what it actually was called, but it's like, I still think about like, okay, so we use braze at SoFi and it's like, okay, how does braze compare to this? And so like, I, you know, am able to try and help, you know, new employees as they're, you know, as we're trying to get them up to speed, like, you know, this is how it's done in other systems. Like a lot of, I mean, once, you know, one marketing automation system, they're all really similar. So it's just kind of figuring out where stuff is and how to do it. Um, but I think that's really just kind of explaining how it applies to the SoFi business and like how we use it, because even like one platform can be used so many different ways by Absolutely. different companies and um, just, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just, like, you know, helping understand how it works with um, SoFi. Yeah. Well, I will say like um, there is that uh, kind of common th theme across all platforms. Like you were mentioning when you're, you know, whether you're working in Silver Pop Acoustic, IBM Watson or, <laughs> or Braze or, you know, Pardot or Marketo. But what is like if you're getting a new one and, and you know, it's been a couple of years probably now since uh, you transitioned to a new one. What, what are those things that you would, you know, look at? Hey, I've got to get up to speed on on this um before you feel comfortable with it i mean i think the biggest thing in life cycle is segmenting right like figuring out how how do you get the audience that you want um that's you know probably the first place that i would start is figuring out how do i actually target the people that i want to target um and then also figuring out like where do custom custom attributes live? You know, if I want to personalize something, how do I do that? Um, and every system is a little bit different, right? Like I think in acoustic, whatever it was called, it was like the personalization was like a percent sign and where in like braze, it's like brackets and stuff. So it's like, how, what are those things that I'm going to have to change in the HTML? Cause you can't just like necessarily take one to like if I took a template from acoustic and tried to implement that embrace there's different things that have to be changed like the personalization and stuff like like content blogs you know how are you using you know dynamic content and whatnot so yeah yeah <laughs> I, I have nightmares about using the wrong uh merge field <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that is like, a, to your point, that's really important. The, the, you can't make assumptions about what that field is, you know, I, especially when you're trying to plug it into an email or segment for an email. Uh, that's one of the things I found like gives people hiccups is if you, it, sometimes you're like, this says it's this, but if you don't <laughs> verify that, that it does that as you understand it, 
um, you can you can have problems. So, yeah. 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 Um, anything else? Anything? Any other learnings that you wanted to share? You know, since you transitioned away from Ragnar, or, you know, over the course of the last five years. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that. I have learned and and I owe a lot of this to my time at 1-800-CONTACTS is kind of, you know, learning what parts of not even just marketing, but like life cycle marketing that I enjoy. Like, I think I, you know, at Ragnar, I was very much in like a operations and strategic role. It was kind of a combination of both where when I went to 1-800-CONTACTS, I was, you know, primarily on strategy. And that was something that I found that I just didn't enjoy as much. Um, and, you know, at SoFi, I am primarily on operations and I have enjoyed that so much more than strategy. And it's nice because even though I'm primarily on operations, it's not that like, like if I have an opinion on strategy, I can share it. Right. But it's not like my, like, I'm not having to constantly think about like, okay, what do we need to do next? It's kind of like, I'm given something. And truthfully, this is a big key in like how I manage my crazy lifestyle. <laughs> it's like with being so busy is like, I like having somebody like give me a project and say, this is what we want to do. And then I can just execute that. So it's like, to your point, when I, you know, sometimes I'm working at nine o'clock at night because I had to go pick up a kid from school and school pickup took two hours instead of one hour. And so it's, you know, having that flexibility to just be able to um, execute and make sure that, it, I mean, it's still, you know, going to get out on time or whatnot. But yeah, I think that was one of the things that I have really appreciated that I've learned over the last few years is kind of what kind of where, where I like to spend my time in marketing. And I have found that that is primarily in operations. Um, I mean, and I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier too, when we were talking previously is that I do, sometimes I do have a lot of imposter syndrome for sure. Um, <laughs> when it comes to, especially when like I mean, when I was hired, my title was lifecycle marketing specialist. Um, and then last June, we kind of did a, a little bit of a reorg. And now my title is a lifecycle operations specialist. So sometimes I hear operations and I think that like, I should know more technically than I do. Um, but then I, so I like, feel like I'm like not up to speed on stuff, but then I, you know, as I start to like execute, I'm like, okay, wait, I actually do know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, it's it's been fun trying to figure out what I like, what I don't like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's always a journey, right. Of figuring out and every role you'll take things like that from, I, I will say that imposter syndrome, man, that gets the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> we always are like, Oh man, when are they going to figure out that I'm just faking this? And so far, <laughs> so far I've realized uh, most of us are just faking it. So. Right. Well, and that's like, I mean, truthfully, where my, where my background is, you know, primarily in customer service, like, I mean, yeah, my most recent background is in marketing, but sometimes I feel like, okay, I'm just a customer service person. I mean, not just trust me, customer service is like one of the most important positions in any company. Yeah. Um, but like, sometimes that's how I think I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I, I'm not qualified to be doing this smart stuff, <laughs> but I really am. I, that's something that has taken a lot of time to, you know. I do know what I'm doing and, oh, but we're all constantly, you know, growing and whatnot. So totally. Yeah. Well, SoFi is lucky to have you. Um, I did want to ask, I'm going to start asking this to everybody when they come on, you know, if you were tuning in, tuning in in the next, you know, month or so, who would you want to listen to? Who would you uh, love to have join me uh, for a future conversation? Yeah. I mean, I think, 
one that like stands out and I don't know if you've already talked to them but Inga Johnson that's <laughs> someone who has played a pivotal role in my career <laughs> just so you know Inga I did not pay Paige to say that <laughs> it up at all so just so you know Inga people people want to hear from you <laughs> yeah no Inga is someone who I would really love to hear from um and then someone that I actually work really closely with and she has no idea that I'm going to mention this so hopefully she doesn't come out of me but my coworker, her name's Elizabeth Custer. Um, she works on the strategic side of the banking business and she is, it's so funny. Cause like, as I've been training, like any new employees or whatever that start at SoFi, I'm, I'm like before Elizabeth, I'm like, oh, we've never done this. So like, we're never going to have to do it again. And then like Elizabeth is just constantly pushing us to like, be smarter with our marketing. And so I think she is somebody who would be really fun to hear from. Cool. Well, I'll have to ask for an intro uh, to Elizabeth and uh, we'll see if we can arrange that in the future. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. Well, Paige, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I, I always love, you know, catching up. I'm sorry that we didn't get to see Jalen. Um, <laughs> and you'll have to like keep him awake. So that yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, thanks for everything. Always good to catch up and, and we'll be in touch and uh, talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Travis. Mm -hmm.